I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. To explore strange new worlds. To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no man has gone before. Others lock up your sons. The fangirls are busting out all over. It's Fangirl Radio. Fangirl Radio. the fangirls on jackalope radio hi everybody and welcome to the newest episode of fangirl radio i'm your host jessica dwyer and with me tonight is the lovely and talented rachel moore rachel say hello hi and of course as always my equally lovely and talented cohort in crime todd Yeehaw! Uh, and there is the hick that happened so often in the last show. It still is around. It just infected Todd tonight. So, so tonight's show is um, going to be uh, themed around the um, awesome, my favorite holiday, Halloween. And That's your um, favorite holiday? No, did you not know that? <laughs> Surprise, it is in fact my favorite holiday. Um, Halloween is, of course, you know, for any horror geek out there, is it better be your favorite, darn it. It better not be Easter, although bunnies are a particular favorite for tonight. Um, so, what I, I also would like to start off the show with a little bit of a surprise for everybody, um, all, all our listeners out there. I've got a giveaway that um, I'm doing tonight. Um, and just to and to win, it's very simple. You just email me your name and address, and I'm going to throw everybody into a pumpkin, and and whatever I pull out, you win. Uh, I've got two copies of. <laughs> stop! Stop laughing at my pumpkin joke. Um, I've got two copies of Wrong Turn for Bloody Beginnings. One on Blu-ray and one on DVD. Um, specify which one you would like to be entered for. I'll take and the Blu-ray, please. Hicks can't win. Hicks are not allowed. Well, damn. <laughs> um, but, uh, yes, yeah, so if you would like to win a copy of Wrong Turn 4, um, email me at jessica at fangirlmag.com. Um, you can go on the Fangirl website, and um, you can find the link to my address there. And just go ahead and send me your name and address and uh, which one you would like to try to be entered for, and we'll pick out and um, send it out to you. So, as I said, uh, this show's theme is the holiday of Halloween. And um, f- recently, uh, we had a wonderful film that finally got released called Trick or Treat, which really gave, um, you know, that the holiday a boost it hadn't had for a very long time um, in the eyes of the film goers. And, and also just a great little intro into the history that is the, the holiday and where it came from, you know, Sam Hain and all of that. And... Um, it was also a nice uh, little throwback to um, what it was like to be a kid on Halloween, <laughs> and um, 
I, I actually have some great memories um, and some not so great ones. And one in particular I will never forget was the horrible, evil C-3PO costume. Um, that lovely plastic. <laughs> oh, no. That plastic, hot, sweaty, two-year-old, because I was made to wear it twice at least, <laughs> two, two years in a row costume that it, it had this reek of, you know, sweaty sugar-filled child by the third time I wore it. Did it have um, the mask that's probably illegal now because you, like, bump it, into things and... Well, it probably had, like, God knows how many carcinogens <laughs> to it, thanks to the gold paint on it. But, yeah, and I remember I couldn't stop my... This is, sounds gross, and I'm going to be ragged forever for it, but I kept sticking my tongue through the little slot where his mouth was for some reason, and I think I cut it at least twice... But anyway, I don't know why. Yeah, but that suit would be worth like $600 now. You should have kept it. I think I finally grew out of it. I think my parents made me wear that thing three years in a row, I think, by the time I was done. And it had to have been ripped to hell at that point because I've outgrown it. But but yeah, those things ridiculously worth a lot of money now. I mean, and some of them, I couldn't even believe... um, you can go online and find pictures of those things. There are a lot of guys and girls out there who collect... They they still have them in the box. They've never been taken out, and some yeah, of the yeah, I have the Batman in the box and the Superman in the box. And <laughs> how did I know we see Batman? Yeah, he, yeah. He Todd's our resident um, comic geek boy and and horror guy, and it's great because it seems like horror guys, if they like a comic book character, it's always going to be Batman. It seems like, but that's there's nothing wrong with that, Todd. We love you. Um, but yeah, th- they made one of Jaws. <laughs> they made one of Jaws. Yeah, the eye holes were in the mouth. I remember this. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't believe it. But, but um, yeah, that's one of the things I remember from Halloween. Um, but uh, of course, you know, there's better things. But that that damn C3PO costume will always be with me. So, Todd, tell us one of your favorite childhood memories of Halloween. Well, you know, pretty much as soon as I knew what Halloween was, uh, every year was kind of my favorite childhood memory of Halloween. One of my favorites, though, and if you've got a minute here, is the first time I created a haunted house. Of course, I went on to to design haunted houses for a living for 10 years. I managed and designed the largest haunted house in the area downtown. But, uh, yeah, when I was young, I created my first one in the basement of my grandma's house without getting permission first. And... uh, (laughs) Opened it up on Halloween, and that worked out real well uh, uh, whenever everyone was coming through. Now, at the top of the stairs in the kitchen, we had this red light on Halloween. We'd turn it on just to be creepy and scary. And uh, so my grandma had that red light on so she could hand out trick-or-treat candy and stuff. Had no idea. She just thought we were down in the basement making a lot of noise. Uh, so she threw that door open, and everybody screamed at the top of the lungs. I had like 15 people crammed in that basement. And they turned around and ran out of there, and some guy tripped over a skateboard and landed upside down and uh, took out all my cool webs. And uh, my grandma came marching down those stairs, and everyone was screaming, running the streets. And she said, my God, what have you done? All my egg curtains are smashed. Everything's messed up. And I said, well... Um, I don't know. People were coming up the next day telling her, man, you guys had the best haunted house. It scared me so <laughs> bad. And I never told anyone, well, you got scared of a, just a normal lady that threw open a door thinking that we were down there playing. 
It would have been better if she was like cooking or making cookies and had like a giant butcher knife in her hand. Oh, that would have been great. Yeah, but the worst like part, Mrs. She, Bates. she didn't have anything. That was even the worst. Was... Your little nice granny scared all the kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. brilliant. So, Rachel, what what's one of your favorite childhood memories? Well, I think my brother, um, when I lived in Tucson, was part of a haunted house that did the food drive. And so he brought in cans, and he, I think it was five or six, and he convinced my dad to to let me go as long as he got to walk me through. So we walked through all the scary parts, and all his friends, you know, came up to make sure I was okay and shake my hand, and I was being really brave until we got to the last room, and it was Freddy Krueger. And, you know, this is 1987, 88, you know, and so I think the TV show was on. Oh, and- yeah, Freddy's Nightmares. I was terrified of Freddy Krueger, and he, the guy was not, hey, it's, it's Justin's little sister. I'm going to shake her hand. He came at me with those claws, and I yelled at him, you're not going to get me, Freddy Krueger, and I kicked him in the shin as hard as I could. <laughs> and as I'm running out, I hear my brother say, dude, that's my sister, and he's like, dude, your sister <laughs> drew blood. <laughs> and that was after that I wasn't afraid of haunted houses ever again but I'll never forget that because my brother's like Rachel Rachel tried to attack Freddy Krueger there was no fear at all <laughs> this may or may not be a good thing actually <laughs> exactly that was probably one of my first uh Halloween memories I, I have to say one other one that I, I will always love because it was so cool was um my sister and I went to St. Louis at the time St. Louis was like um, before the, the flooding of, of insanity where the waterfront got uh, taken down pretty well, um, they, uh, they used to have, like, they would take over these uh, empty, giant um, buildings, th- these haunted house people would, and would put on these epic, just massive haunted houses that would take up levels of these empty, like, um, uh, ex-office buildings and, and brick, old old brick buildings that were just empty hollowed out gorgeous and um we went to like three of them in one night mm-hmm. and i'm not talking about like ma you know like you know these itty bitty kind of you know run of the mill ones i'm talking like one of them i want to even say john carl buchler had a part in it and and like these they had a full-size replica of the alien queen in one of them and um they had like you go down into one level and it was this beautiful redo of the the finale of aliens and there she was and they even had people the actors like one person was like a bishop had been ripped in half and that was the one that got me because i was like leaning in like looking like oh it's so pretty and her freaking hand reaches out and tries to grab me and i'm like what torso girl and and it was just so beautifully done and um you'd go through these things and it would take you like an hour to or an hour and a half just for one just to walk through it and the other um one of them i think that might have been the same one was the guy who looked like brandon lee from the crow and came walking out of the shadows and followed us and i think he thought that he was going to scare me but i just wanted to walk around with him and like look at him for like like 20 minutes little like yeah i'm like hi brandon lee you know and it was it was so neat and then um we went to another one that had an an entire wreck of a helicopter that had been brought to this field next to the building. Silo X. Yeah, that's it. Yep. That's it. And they had the the undead um, 
uh, army guys come out of it and it was just amazing and so that was one of my favorites i think just going up there and simply just going to all of these places and and just how cool it was to think guys st louis man you know how to do horror stuff that's great so yeah that was definitely another one I have to, so while t- we're talking about that, I have to give some props to Universal for both L.A. and especially down in Florida at the Islands of Adventure and the Universal theme parks, what they do. Um, it started out in Islands of Adventure. It's since moved over to the other side now. And uh, they do something that is, you know, I've been doing this since I was, you know, 13, 14 years old designing haunted houses. And uh, when I go down there, that place is unbelievable. It's it's a it's the dream come true for all of us because you've got the artisans that create sets for movies like The Wolfman and stuff. And uh, and and even though Van Helsing I didn't like as a movie so much, I love the sets. And they yeah. transpose those sets right there to the to the theme park, and they do these haunts. And they usually do about uh, you know anywhere from uh, maybe you know fifteen to to twenty five different haunts and depends on how big they are and one year they had the doomsday one with stuff blowing up and fire shooting through the air and the guy from doomsday was there with the mohawk dancing and it was crazy yeah it was a fantastic time these guys know how to do it right and uh, anyone that has a chance to go i urge you to go i go every year and there's a reason for that it is the premier haunted attraction i think in the country I uh, see, and I've never gotten to go to Universal either one of them for Halloween, which kills me a little inside, especially with <laughs> especially with Rob Zombie stuff that he's got going on and all that that cool. And you know, I did get to go to Not Scary Farm, which is another amazing place to go. Um, they 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 go after you. Oh yeah, <laughs> they run after you, and they don't you know. Um, but I remember another one that I remember was really cool was when Freddie was all the rage, and I went to um, Six Flags over Mid America, and they re- they took they did like Universal did they uh, not as on a grand scale as Universal, but it was really neat. They retooled a bunch of their stuff to be horror themed. They had like the Freddy Krueger execution of Freddy Krueger, uh, you know, in the middle of the square, and they dyed all the water red. So it looked like blood. And um, there's this great picture of me of, at 12 years old. I look like I look like a little anime character. I've got my jacket open with my Freddy Krueger t-shirt displayed. And behind me is this bloody fountain. And I'm going, hee! Uh-huh. <laughs> and I, look, I look like I'm, I, there's no reason I should be in front of a bloody fountain wearing a t-shirt at 10 or 11 with Freddy Krueger on it. It's just not okay, but... I'm all right now, aren't I? <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know, I was thinking about that the other day, how uh, when I was a kid, usually if you were under 10, you couldn't get in unless there was an adult. And then uh, your haunted house a couple years ago, Jess, there were pa- parents sending their four-year-olds in without them. Just <laughs> go in. And your haunted house is pretty intense for a neighborhood haunted house. There's dismemberment well, happening. Well, we're kind of hopping ahead, but I will say, um, I will, we'll go ahead and talk about it now. One of the things I wanted to talk about was the do-it-yourself haunted house, which is funny that Todd brought up. He did them, too. Um, at my house, uh, and Halloween's a huge deal. And um, over the last three or four years that we've lived in this neighborhood where we live now in Eugene, um, we've grown to be a legend where people drive like 20 to 30 minutes just to come to our place we get over a thousand kids we don't charge at all for it and we totally take over the cul-de-sac where we're at and um it's grown steadily it used to just be our garage and 
we we recreated like a witch's cauldron shop inside the garage and we had this thing called um the scary tv where the head looks like it's floating in the air and um we did that and had kids come through and look at all the stuff that we'd done and and then we um steadily it has grown to where we now have one whole double tent out front and, and um one awning um that looks like a, a circus tent and then we have our backyard that has become a giant graveyard and it's grown to this point where we have to have a tour guide take the people through it <laughs> you guys and have we have we <laughs> have I, I and i go out on the street corner and and you know yell out come to the haunted garage and and it, it's grown to this point like um a couple years ago i got the billy costume from saw and i ride a, a tr- i have a, an adult sized tricycle so i even look like billy riding it up and down the street and get people to come in i had cars screech to a halt and entire groups of people come running out to take a picture with us because it it just we and I know over the course of the years, we've put a lot of money into it. We've invested quite a bit at this point. I mean, Spirit knows us by name now. You know, Spirit Halloween Store. <laughs> it's kind of because they're the one that we have in town in Party you City. just buy stock because... We, at this point, we should have, you know. Did I tell you about um, the haunted house here that is in an old meatpacking plant down in the middle of Missouri? I know you're from Missouri. Down in oh, Col- my God. Down in Columbia, they opened one. And these guys will jump on your back. They They will grab you. <gasps> Yeah, I had I had some Jew on girl all over my back. She was on my oh shoulder. Oh my god! Dragging that would her all. Kill me. <laughs> freak me out. I would have lost it. I, that that's too well, much. Well, we had this little thing- little kids. Um, Jess does her little uh, whatever play that she's kind of putting on in the main torture chamber there, <laughs> and then in between times she'll do the slow stalk down the driveway, and little kids just freak out like it's. <laughs> I find I find the weakest of the herd and I go after them. And what's funny is you can tell after a while which one's about to pee themselves and which isn't. And um, it was funny because the one girl, it's usually teenage girls. They're usually the ones I go after just because they're funny to watch and freak out. And um, I don't touch them. I never touch anybody. I never, you know, I just walk and I'm silent and I just stare. And that damn Billy mask, man. When that's looking at you, and 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 the person just standing there looking at you and doesn't say a word, that is some creepy, creepy crap. And um, I love hearing the parents talking because they're getting a kick out of getting. Their, they love watching their kids get freaked out. And um, the one uh, one group I remember, um, they they were run, walking away very fast, and and the the um. One parent said, "Oh, don't worry. They're not going to go. They're not going to follow you out here." And I followed them to the car. <laughs> I, th- I think my favorite is when I was barking for you, and I was as a witch, and I was getting the little kids to come up. And this little girl comes down the driveway, and her dad says, "I thought you were going to be brave like your big brother and go into the tent and see what's happening in the tent." She said. Oh, I was going to, but then I heard a nine-year-old scream, and I knew it was too scary for me. <laughs> just well, terrified, it, eyes big as saucers. Yeah, what we did in the one tent was Billy's Chop Shop, where I it became like I I had a friend of mine named Jose. Yay, Jose! Oh, Jose, okay. um, uh, I cut his arm off, and it would be a fake arm in there, and um, he 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 hammed it up perfectly. And we had one kid walk out with his dad, and the 
the kid goes, I want to see it again. And I look out through the door and like a guy trying to get everything reset so the kid can come back in and do it again. And it was great. We had gummy body parts to give away and, and stuff like that. But, you know, if you want to do your own thing like that, it's not that hard to do. And um, it's a lot of fun. At this point, we, we I think we've done it enough and it's worth it to us. And the kids have a great time. I think every year we spend like th- like a couple hundred bucks on candy because we have so many kids come through. We go through three of those giant totes a night at least um, full of candy. And they come and they just love it. It's so much fun. It really keeps the spirit going. It makes these kids night. And, you know, to me, a lot of that is what makes Halloween so great. And part of what I take from growing up and becoming a horror movie geek and and loving this stuff is getting them into it like that. And, and, and they remember. And so, you know, it, it doesn't take a lot to start it out with. Like if you want to do your own haunted garage in your haunted house, um, the places we started getting stuff was like, you know, you go to St. Vinny's, you go to St. Vincent de Paul or Goodwill, places like that. We just get like little glass bottles and things and creepy, th- you know, you can find stuff and creep it up if you want. Um, like one of the coolest things we had because of Billy's Chop Shop was something that Rachel brought, which was that saw blade. Like this old metal saw braid that just is, it just by itself is creepy. It looks like it's probably at least 20 years old. And you just lay it there as a prop. You don't do anything, but just looking at the thing will creep you out. And, you know, and you just start and you build up. And another good idea, if you want to get some goodies to, to, you know, decorate out with, with this is just go the, the day after Halloween and hit the half off sales and get whatever they have left that you can use I tell you another great thing is spider webbing the spider webbing is cheap and you can do a lot with it and you know just go crazy um, another little trick we used was using um, um, the foam insulation and spraying it um, out into gut designs and then painting it red it looks like innards and it's so awesome and gross if you um we took some and stuffed them inside an old pair of jeans so it looked like there was a body that had been cut apart and it worked perfect it looked gross it was disgusting and and um just that just stuff like that these are some little hints if you want to do your own little haunted garage thing um there's also pictures that I've got up of ours. Ours has grown ridiculously large at this point, but um, we still do it and we still love it. And it's something that you can do in your own house if you want to do something. This is some ideas for you. Um, and speaking of ideas and, and things like um, for Halloween, Rachel has some arts and crafts ideas that she can give you too. Yeah, um, since we were talking about uh, haunted houses, one of the coolest, easiest things to do is our little witch's apothecary shop. And it's really nice in a way to get into the haunted garage because uh, you can do a lot of thrifted items, a lot of Dollar Tree items without it looking cheesy. And it doesn't take sometimes as much investment as some of the bigger chop shop um, props might take so pickled oh. brains cauliflower and colored water in an apothecary jar really really effective kids love it we took um a bunch of apothecary bottles that we got from st vinnie's for 50 cents a piece and stuffed them with rubber body parts from the dollar store i think we got the whole bag for a dollar thank you for bringing up the dollar tree thank you for bringing up dollar tree 
You have to. The dollar, there's actually a site called dollarstorecrafts.com, and everything on the site can be made exclusively with items you get from the dollar store. And so you don't have to break the bank to have some really neat, memorable um, props for kids to enjoy when you come in. Uh, we've, we did everything from uh, cauldrons filled with milk and colored water and drops of dish soap, which makes it stir and royal. Um, and it's something that all ages can enjoy if you're a little leery of getting into the grislier stuff depending on your neighborhood. So I just um, wanted to kind of hit on those. So there's a lot of things that you can do. I have, um, being a craft geek, I am on Pinterest all the time. And you can feel free, everything I'm about to mention is on my Pinterest board. Um, it's Anarchy Cupcakes on Pinterest and we'll have a link up for you. So the first thing that you need if you're gonna celebrate Halloween is pumpkins. Jessica's the queen of pumpkins. She did a great grizzly eyeball for her hounded house one year. Um, those ornamental white pumpkins are really um, very popular right now. So if you do your pumpkin, make sure to spray it on the inside with bleach and water daily. Keeps it from molding and mildewing and it keeps it looking fresh and awesome. So you will need to spray that every day. And just a half and half solution or um, one third bleach to two thirds water will work. So ornamental little ones. You want to use the little ones as um, minions to your big pumpkins. You can have them noshing. Uh, the big pumpkins noshing on the small ones. The small ones looking pained. The coolest thing I found on Pinterest was a white pumpkin carved as a skull inside an orange pumpkin that looks like a face ripped apart. Oh. So you have to go check that out because I thought of Jessica the moment I saw it. <laughs> really easy one, dollar store uh, de decor. Take one of the small ornamental pumpkins, the tiny, tiny ones, cut out a place for the mouth and slide in dollar store vampire fangs. Two pins for the <laughs> eyes, cute little vampire pumpkins. Um, if you're not allowed to use knives like me, there are a lot of no cut options. Hey, Jessica, you know I'm not allowed to use that. There, there are reasons. There are reasons. <laughs> and I'm not the horror chick, so it's not the cool reasons you think. Um, the, one of the coolest ones I saw was using an old patterned black stocking. So a black lacy stocking pulled over a white pumpkin. Really cool, really simple, really quick. Um, black puff paint. All sorts of amazing patterns you can do. You can use um, the cut stencils or you can use your own. I'm gonna do a Coraline themed Halloween and so mine have buttons. So Aww. buttons for eyes, buttons for monograms, thread and thumbtacks for spider webs. Um, make sure you use both black and silver thumbtacks, lots and lots you can do. Um, and then I saw a really cool one. It was a mouse house. They had cut holes all through the pumpkin and had creepy mice and other creepy crawlies going in and out of it. And the big thing this year is to take cookie cutters and hammer them through. And instructions are found on Pinterest as well. So there's lots and lots and lots of things you can do with pumpkins and make them as dark, as elegant, or just as silly and fun as you want. So um, those are the main pumpkin things. Also, Jessica, do you remember our drink, the reanimator? 
Ah, uh, yes. It was Midori Diet it's, Mountain Dew. It's two parts Midori, one yeah. part banana liqueur, filled with Mountain Dew over ice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they taste like <laughs> evil Jolly Ranchers. Oh, so yes. They taste like Herbert West. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Restraining order. Um, hey. So for your party, make make themed cocktails. Lots of really great cocktails online right now for Halloween. Uh, you can make punch, a red punch, and then freeze a latex glove full of water. And use that as your ice cube. Looks like a ghost hand coming up through the red punch. It's awesome. Uh, you can use make your own cupcake stands with uh, stove burner tops and candle holders from the dollar store. A little bit of Gorilla Glue. Customize them, paint them. They only cost two bucks. You can make them however you want. Um, and then make sure you have your cauldron filled with red and green apples. The big thing this year is bite-sized caramel apples. Make pull the caramel, um, pull the apples out with the melon baller and drizzle caramel over them. Perfect for parties. And then, um, of course, you have to look your best. And Jess, this is for you. The big thing on Pinterest that makes me think of you all the time is the Dexter nails. Ooh, There's an OPI black. color, the same color as Dexter's undershirt. And then you drizzle it with red. The kill shirt. It's, <sighs> it's pretty much <laughs> awesome. So there's a lot of things you can do on the fly or really inexpensively to spruce up your place for the holidays. If you want to go all the way out, there's always, always um, inspiration online. But um, one thing that I think I've seen from Jessica, and I'm sure Todd knows, when you're starting out with the haunted house, it, people are just so happy you're doing it. And you get ideas from how excited they are. And from kind of reliving what those little kids go through, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. That's like 99%, 100% almost. You know, 100% of the reason we do it is to watch these kids' eyes just go big. And then you, when you realize that they're just caught up in it and they're not even scared. One of the coolest little things that ever happened was when I was Billy and... You know, I try to get kids to realize that monsters aren't always the bad guys, you know. Um, but when I was Billy and this little girl in a teddy bear costume, she had to be like three, looked at me and waved at me. And then I'm like, it's okay. And, and I didn't even talk. I just held out, you know, my hand with some candy. And I'm like, you know, and I, I said, can I have a hug? And the little girl came over and hugged me. And her parents were like grinning and it was so sweet. And it's like these little magic things of, of these kids loving it. So that is, you know, some of the best stuff. You know, that's why we do what we do. And um, so with that, thank you, Rachel. That was awesome. Thank you for all those great ideas. And once again, can you give us that email or the, the address for Pinterest? Pinterest.com and I'm Anarchy Cupcakes. Everything there is on my boards. Perfect. And so now, without further ado, I would like to bring our first guest for the show on tonight. Um, I've, Todd, you have the number. Yep, I'm um, ready to hit it. Perfect. Um, our guest tonight is, uh, his name is James Duvall, who many of you, I'm sure, have seen in numerous films. Um, but uh, the one that we all know him from uh, is Donnie Darko, of course, um, where he made he created one of the most iconic looking creatures ever in Frank the Bunny. Um, but uh, Jimmy is just 
uh, an awesome guy, awesome to his fans, and he's got a new movie coming out um, called Sushi Girl that is going to be probably one of the most badass movies to come out in a while. Um, the cast is just amazing, and uh, the the plot is great too. It, it t- takes place this poor girl who is one of these sushi. Um, she is a sushi. What would you call her? A smorgasbord. <laughs> She's the plate. There's actually a Japanese term. I'm googling it. <laughs> but um, she's the plate where all the sushi is uh, placed and a group of criminals come together to um, celebrate the release of a character who ironically enough is named Fish from prison where he's spent six years um, because he refuses to divulge any information about the robbery they were all part of and um, she can't move she can't react to anything going around her and of course as will be done with uh, bad guys being brought together in one place things go horribly horribly wrong and uh, the cast includes uh, not only Jimmy but um, people like Tony Todd, Mark Hamill Michael Biehn Sonny Chiba plays the sushi (laughs) chef and uh, you know Jeff Fahey, Danny Trejo just any badass in film right now is going to be in this movie and including Jimmy so um, we'll get Jimmy on here momentarily and talk Nayota to him about this More. movie. I think that's Say how that. it's called. Nayode Mori, I think. Gotcha. In my bad Japanese <laughs> that I learned from anime. <laughs> Yata! So about Jimmy. Jimmy has been in Independence Day. He's been in just about every interesting indie horror sci-fi film in the last 10 years. Really prolific, hardworking guy. And he was in, of course, SLC Punk, May. So he's he's got, like, you don't think about it until you really look at all he's worked in. He's been in a bunch of movies. It's like, consistently. Like, a, he's one of the hardest working men in show business kind of thing. Absolutely. And it's amazing because he's worked with a lot of really... Um, prestigious A-list actors and he's notorious for just being the nicest guy. Like his fangirls love him. Hello. Hi Jimmy, it's Jessica. Um, Thank you so much for agreeing to do this tonight on such short notice. I I really appreciate it. Um, Absolutely, it's my pleasure. Oh, and I I can't wait to see you next month. Um, So I will definitely buy you a drink. (laughs) Uh, I I will return the favor. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, well, who I have with me, um, uh, I have my cohort in crime here, Rachel, and my uh, producer, Todd. Hello. Hi, Hi, Rachel. Hi, Todd. Hi there. Hi. And we won't keep hey, you everybody. very long. Oh, no problem. <laughs> we won't keep you very long, and I, um, we're just going to talk to you about um, your new movie and, and, and ask you some stuff about your career. Absolutely. I look forward to talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So um, I actually have introduced the movie and told everyone about about Sushi Girl, but um, I, I've got to ask, how was it to work with such a cast of characters like these actors? You basically, like I said, have every badass from film in this movie. Yeah, it's 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 pretty much a dream come true. It's like one of those. It, it, it's cliches to say, really, but it's true. You know, growing up with all these sort of you know with No Hathaway and Mark Hamill and Sonny Chiba, and Tony Todd and Michael Bean. You know, and then they've been moving into more contemporaries such as Andy McKenzie and David Basmalkian, you know, from True Blood, you know, 
True Blood and uh, respectively and David's from The Dark Knight among many many other projects as well both incredible actors who are my contemporaries as well as these living kind of legends you know so it's when you when you start off making movies and you start off acting or at least I know for me the dream was to work with all the people that inspired me that I looked up to that I loved that I dreamed about being in their world so Fishy Girl was literally that being in that world with all those people at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, would, I would have probably passed out the minute I walked on set. <laughs> it was, you know, I gotta, I gotta say, it was definitely an exciting, you know, every day going to work was an, was an exciting time because I couldn't wait to get there. That's awesome. So, um, with with this uh, film, can you tell us about your character and and a little bit of? It, it seems very grindhouse. It seems like a very big time throwback grindhouse type of film. Um, but can you tell us a little bit about that and your character? Absolutely. Well, the film kind of centers around six years um, since one of the characters, Fish, played by Noah Hathaway, has gotten out of jail. He took the fall for a diamond heist we had done six years before. So, a majority of the film takes place with us trying to concoct the information from him where the diamonds are hidden and it's told sort of the robbery is shown and told kind of in flashbacks so it really is kind of like us sitting around a table almost kind of reservoir dog this you know with a little bit of killing zoe and uh pulp fiction thrown in i mean as far as stylistically but uh the main the main pull for everybody involved is everybody wants their cut of the diamonds and it means everything to us and uh, everybody kind of has their own role to play, you know. Andy's sort of the vicious, not thinking very much sort of muscle behind our entire group, while Mark Hamill is sort of the more right-hand, personal right-hand man, torturing man to Tony Todd's Duke, our, our group leader. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, Noah Hathaway is kind of the new guy in the group, and my, I myself, with all, also being a veteran of the group, is, I'm kind of the shifty one out of everyone. You don't know where my allegiances stand with everyone, and neither does anyone else. And I like it like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was finding it funny that the lead character's name was Fish. Is that like a, a nod to the fact that he's going to be devoured? By this, I, I, I think it was a great nod to that. Absolutely, and of course, you know, in, in the sushi girl, you know, we're eating cold fish. You know, he has this really great line where he tells us he actually hates fish. <laughs> you know, kind of, I don't know if I don't want to spoil it too much. I don't know what you want to put or not put, but I, there's absolutely one mo moment in the movie where we're like, well, you know, we're having this dinner for you. And he's like, well, too bad nobody told you, but I fucking hate fish. <laughs> like, well, that's kind of all we got. <laughs> so... So I'm going to um, pass it off to Rachel here, and I know she's got a couple of questions for you. Yeah, I'm the okay. I'm the dopey fangirl, so I have to ask all the fangirly questions. Of course. <laughs> so the, the um, movie nerd questions. So everything, it seems like, is a remake lately. If you could pick one movie to remake and star in, what would it be and which character would you play? Wow, that's a, that's a great question. I mean... I've thought about that for years, but, you know, because I'm, I'm always so much more on trying to think about doing something original or pushing the boundaries, I've kind of not taken it too seriously, but, you know, I, what I would like to do is kind of already being redone. I don't know if I'm quite right for the role, but, you know, um, I'm shocked and kind of uh, surprised, but I'm also interested at the same time to see the remake of The Old Boy, the Korean oh, film, The Old Boy. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, that that I never. I mean, I don't want to touch it and remake it, but that's one movie that I just I love that movie. Josh Brolin's actually going to play that part, who I think is going to do an incredible job as long as they kind of keep it kind of original and don't oh, wow. try to do it exactly the way the original one was. But um, yeah, I would say I'd, I'd have to either be the old boy or Blade Runner. I mean, I'm I'm young, but I'm I'm becoming a, I'm a young man now, so. <laughs> That's fantastic. I'm a, I could be the old boy. <laughs> <laughs> you could be the young boy. They could turn it into that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the yeah. Then, you know, I remember when the first time I saw the old boy, I was absolutely appalled by it. It's just, it was just, you know, I come from making shocking little cult films, and that movie shocked me to no <laughs> end. And I remember after watching, I was like, oh, kind of breathing a sigh of relief. I'm so glad, you know, I saw this movie. That was, man, just when you think it's not going to get crazier, it keeps getting crazier. And when you thought that that was it, you haven't seen anything yet. And I'm tired, and that movie just wore me out, and I'm, I'm glad I saw it. I never have to watch it again. And about 10 minutes later, another friend of mine knocks on the door. He's like, hey, what's going on? I'm like, you have to come in and watch this movie. This movie is the craziest thing I've ever seen. And sat down and made him watch it, watch it again 10 minutes later. And that's when I knew I was hooked on the old boy. Yeah, I was very. Ha- I was happy when I heard Josh Brolin was going to be the lead in that because I'd heard the rumor that Will Smith was, and I'm like, oh, I yeah, think- yeah, that was going around for a while. And uh-huh. that again would have been a different movie, and that was kind of like, don't touch it, don't touch it. But <laughs> you know, it's like I think you know if anyone can do it, you know, definitely Josh can do it. Yeah, absolutely. So I have to say, you're wonderful, and you have a very oh, well, devoted. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You have very devoted um, fangirls, whether you know it or not, and you're notorious among us for being super nice at conventions and whenever people come up to you. And so I have to ask, because you've been really cool to people about Donnie Darko, even though you have to be kind of done hearing about that, about Independence Day, about all these things, it's really generous. Are there three things that people should stop asking you or shouldn't bring up to Jimmy Duvall? Um... At this, I mean, I, I think in the past there was, but I, I, as of lately, actually, no. You know, I'm, I don't mind the Donnie Darko or Independence Day. I, I kind of look at it more, you know, as if there's any movie I'm going to be remembered for, you know, I'm thank God it's Donnie Darko. <laughs> and that's one of the other things I've done. But, um, you know, I am really proud of the movie and, you know, for it to have the life that it's had and for people to remember me years after I've done these films. Because, I, I you know, we shot Donnie Darko in 2000. I shot... Independence Day in 95, so it's 10 and 15 years, respectively, both films for me. So there's definitely a bit of time and distance between the roles, and you know, I've been extremely prolific in the last couple of years. I think I've done almost two dozen films in the last two years. And started producing, and I wrote my first script, which we filmed in uh, August, which we just entered into Sundance, fingers crossed. Uh, Yay! But, yeah, you know, so I've been taking a more active role in just creating things and just having a good time playing characters and working as much as I can. So my, you know, my perception has changed for making movies, you know, which is kind of why I like the circuit because I'm such a fan of films myself, of, you know, all kinds of genres from, you know, fantasy and sci-fi and horror to straight drama and, you know, talking head films. I like things like that, you know, and all kinds of different things, you know, sort of catch my interest. So, I, you know, I got to the point where it was like, you know, if anybody's going to remember me from anything, that's kind of a really, really great thing. I, mean, <laughs> I know that one of the questions that used to bother me years ago, but nobody asks it anymore. So it's kind of, I think people have gone beyond it. But when I did the Gregor Aki Teen Angst trilogy in the 90s, oh, everyone, yeah. the one question everyone kept asking, so are you gay? You're gay? Yeah. Are you lovers with Gregor Aki? I'm like, God, 
haven't you guys, don't you guys read interviews? I've been talking about this for five years. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong, you know, I mean, I'm open as, as much as the next person, but I don't think, I think that making a point of my sexuality has sort of becomes redundant after a while. Yeah, you know, especially every time I've been to these shows, you know, it's with my girlfriend, you know, it was always with my girlfriend when I was doing these things, so I thought it was kind of odd, but. Wow, that's yeah, just a lot of one subject for someone so prolific. I mean, do you have 12 movies coming out? Is that what I'm seeing? <laughs> Something like that. They're definitely all in various stages of post. Um, you know, I start off the year, when I was doing Sushi Girl, I did uh, like three other movies, like just like little supporting roles, a couple days here and there, one for my roommate, uh, one for another friend of mine who, had, I, I can't even, I'm, it's terrible that I'm forgetting the name of the little tiny horror movies they did, but um, did a little part for them. One's called uh, Free Samples, another one's called uh, King of the Road, mm-hmm. um, which I think they just changed that title to American Idiots. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> so there's Carlos, yeah, this just this year, Carlos Spills the Beans. Uh, of course, Sushi Girl, I did a film that one of my first produced, uh, The Obsession, or The Critic, with who I brought No Hathaway on as well. He came on and Pollyanna McIntosh is on it with me from The Woman and uh, Dominique Swain and Walter Koenig, Chekhov from Star Trek. So getting this really kind of cool, weird, eclectic cast. And again, all the kind of people I love to work with and trying to kind of keep up the same thing of getting this like exciting cast where everybody's happy to be working and, you know, casting against type, showing people in the way they kind of haven't been seen before. You know, throwing a curveball to the audiences, basically. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I like was going to... guessing. I was going to ask, oh, no, I'm sorry. I was going to ask um, with, I know how much you love um, sci-fi and, and, and horror and fantasy and, and you're so into it. Have you ever thought about doing a comic book? Um, you know what? I haven't actually, you know, I, I don't know why I haven't really thought about it. I've had a couple friends who do comic books, um, kind of more darker comic books, like Roman Dirge is a really good friend of mine, and Stephen Daly. I had this comic book for a while, uh, sort of graphic novel, Lenore. Oh, uh, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Girl. Yeah, those guys are really great friends of mine. And it was funny, actually, Stephen, you know, such an amazing artist. I remember a couple of years ago, he was kind of, you know, griping about how he was having a hard time and he's working a lot on his art and, you know, it's hard to get out there, you know, and it's like that for everybody. He's like, you know, I just made this thing for Slayer and they said it was too evil for them. And I'm like, well, what? How can you be sad about that? That is a calling if I've ever heard it. Your artwork was too evil for Slayer. I him up on another level. And I told him, do you need to realize how cool you are? You scared Slayer. That has to be on the back of the book. That's like yeah, the best. Awesome is that? <laughs> that there needs yeah, to be a T-shirt. <laughs> I scared Slayer. <laughs> I scared Slayer, but yeah, I mean, I mean, there was definitely like I remember for a time I def you know getting the options is always really a, such a hard thing to do. But I was always a fan of the Sandman series. That was something I've always kind of wanted to do, or something similar to that. I just died a little. I'm sorry. I love I love the Sandman series with a deep and abiding love. So I'm right there it, with it, you. Yeah, it, it, you should. It's really incredible. <laughs> It really is an incredible series, and they could do it. You could do it right now. And yeah. Then, you know, when I was originally thinking about doing it, it was way back after. I found out about him from Tori Amos, actually. She had this song about Neil Gaiman, mm-hmm. or he had taught things about him in one of her first album, and I was like, Neil Gaiman, all right, I, I got to check out the Sandman guy. And, and ironically enough, Tori Amos got me into, into Neil Gaiman. <laughs> That's the coolest way to find out about Neil Gaiman, though. <laughs> and yeah, and she's really all through the books. 
Yeah, I mean, I thought her first album was pretty powerful. So when you know when she was like talking about him, I'm like, all right, I gotta look at who this author is because those lyrics are pretty powerful. So I thought, yeah, I kind of fell in love with No Gaming after that. Yeah, we I need to we make all, that happen. We need to I make think, all, I think we've all felt fallen in love with No Gaming at this point. It's especially Amanda Palmer. <laughs> 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 But, but, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited, you know, it's like, I'm kind of like, in a way, you know, I've been working more than I ever thought was possible, so I'm kind of just been rolling with it, and I'm really happy to kind of come out with Noah and see a bunch of the fans and see a bunch of, you know, again, some a bunch of the actors that I'm big fans of, and so, you know, it's, I'm always a little bit shy every shy show I go to, believe it or not, because I always see someone I don't know. It's like, have you talked to him? I'm like, no. And it's like, why not? I'm shy. I don't know him. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I am. I am excited. You are coming to Howerhound Weekend um, next month, I believe, with Noah. Correct? Yeah, absolutely correct. Yeah. Awesome. Do you you do you realize that we do take over a water park? Well, I did. Not, oh, that's right. That water park's in there. I've been there before <laughs> once before. That thing's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I, so you have to go on slides. That's that's like a given now. You have oh, yeah. to go on what the I slides. I gotta remember to bring my shorts this time. <laughs> <laughs> Those will be important when going down. <laughs> <laughs> you what? can't go down naked. Why? <laughs> <laughs> we have to have a we video camera. If that happens, there has to be a video camera. You have to sell tickets to that if that happens. <laughs> I don't know. The fangirls would fight for your right to water slide naked. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> that might hurt, actually. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's the other thing too, right? I guess well, we, I guess shoulder pads and knee pads are okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, uh, Jimmy, if you want to hang on just a second, I'm actually going to bring on Nate, um, the editor and and the gentleman that you of you I actually, love Nate. yeah, he he's yeah, going to come on Nate. to talk a little bit about the show um, next month and. Um, I know you, you went to the uh, Harham weekend, you guys, I don't, uh, for our listeners, is uh, the convention that the magazine I also write for um, throws two a year. And this one coming up in November, on November 11th, the weekend of November 11th, is probably the best one we do because we do, in fact, take over an entire water park on Saturday night. That's an indoor one. And we just have so much fun. And we have great guests like Jimmy here who just, it's it's like a big family atmosphere, and um, Nate even got married at one. And, I was there, and was he there. was there. <laughs> I was there. I was going to ask how when Nate came on. Well, when he comes on, I want to ask how his wife's doing because I haven't seen them in a couple of years. Oh, uh, he's so excited about you coming. By the way, it's everybody is. It's going to be so much fun, and this one's got. Oh, you guys are so sweet. I'm I'm ex- I'm, ex- I'm really happy to be coming up and seeing everybody. Oh, we love having you. Um, it, it's so much of a fun time. It's like everybody considers it like a big family reunion twice a year. That's that's the environment at the shows. I, I, I feel that way. And I, I, I absolutely feel that way. And, and one of the things I also love about it is it's a place for like-minded people to gather. It was kind of like, you know, when I was growing up in the 80s, I was a freak and was reading Fantagoria. And, you know, nobody brought those magazines to school Hello? and show everyone like the effect. Hello. Oh. Well, everybody, I um, I'll tell my listeners, this is Nate Hanneman. He is the editor of Horrorham Magazine, and um, he's here to, as as was Jimmy, to talk a little bit about the show next month. And I hear your doggy. That's <laughs> yeah. Betty. She's kind of the Horrorham mascot. That. Yeah, Jimmy. Jimmy hasn't met my dog. <laughs> um, look at, oh, how old is the puppy? Uh, it's a year and a half, little pug. 
Yeah, so you got him last. Yeah, I, he wasn't around last couple years ago. I'm looking forward to meeting the little one. <laughs> so are we? Are we on the air? Sort of. Kind of. <laughs> we are. We are. I, I just like to make a lot of breathing noises. <laughs> this will be the I'm highest lying. rated show we've ever done. <laughs> I don't hate it. <laughs> it is fangirl radio, you know. We're all about the fantasies here. So, you know, um, I, I, I will say there was one point when we were filming Sushi Girl. You know, and Tony has a very distinct voice. I remember by the time that we were sort of after about a week of filming around these really intense, intimate moments around the table, it was sort of everyone sort of coming off like Tony. And Tony's like, so why don't you go up? Like, because I'm eating. Whoa, did that come out of me? So, I mean, I'm eating. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Campbell's like, you do it. <laughs> no. <laughs> I always, I'm always self-conscious around, like, uh, British people because I start... <laughs> imitating their their accents and i feel like a complete jerk <laughs> yeah but you know what it's okay because they do it to us <laughs> it, it's true we won't talk about the hick that came out of me thanks to todd <laughs> not my fault not my fault it, yeah it never comes out on stone jazz so. yeah i know i sound like i came off the set of hee-haw it's all good so, See, but that's what's awesome about the show we can come off the set of hee-haw we can come like, <laughs> sound like we came out of britain but if you love the horror and fantasy you're cool it's all right it's well, all right exactly that counts too <laughs> <laughs> so nate would you like to talk a little bit about horrorhound weekend in november um sure um we have a horror convention coming up in november <laughs> <laughs> Um, this is I, why we don't I, let I, Nate out of the box very often. It's <laughs> pretty awesome. I, I, I mean, I, I would hope that most people listening would would know about the show, and they, if they don't, they can go to horrorhoundweekend.com and and look up what we got going on. I was actually just dealing with some uh, some stuff. I was uh, I was on the phone with Sean, who who uh, who booked Jimmy, and he he was just on the phone with Slavica, who played Gozer and. Uh, and Ghostbusters, and he was he was kind of giggling about the fact that she sounded exactly like she sounds in the movie with the "Are you a god? <laughs> <laughs> Have you booked my flight?" <laughs> <laughs> so I'm eating. <laughs> but, yeah, that's she's she has a big accent, and um, I don't I don't know where the hell she she from but yeah i don't think i'll be in she's from hell now. mate she's from fucking hell <laughs> <laughs> but well, yeah we we have gosh 25 celebrities coming in um reunions for walking dead ghostbusters pet cemetery friday 13 part six and black christmas Black Christmas and it's just going to be a lot of fun. There's a water park. <laughs> I just you just give Jess your phone number and you'll get crazy text messages at three in the morning. Oh, she Jimmy Duvall and I are naked and we're drinking they, down the water slide. At three a.m. That's when they begin. It's always where are you? <laughs> no, my mine is like I love my life and I love you too. <laughs> 
<laughs> if but, that's uh, not to be missed, I don't know what is. I, I honestly don't. <laughs> there you go. Jimmy, you, you've, got, you've got to come to my room party. If, if, it, if we actually pull it off, we have to bring you into the room party. <laughs> you should get some sponsor in. and count me in. You should, you should, you should serve sushi all, week, all night. <laughs> Off of Jimmy. <laughs> wow. You can do that. Hey, I had, I had a whole three weeks experience with that. See, he's willing. Rachel, yeah. he's willing to let us do it. It didn't happen. I was just training. <laughs> oh, my God. And I, I think at this point, we better call it into the show. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I actually um, we are running out of time but I really want to thank both Nate and, and Jimmy here for coming on and, and letting us geek out over everything in, in the Harham weekend November 11th in Cincinnati it's going to be a great time harhamweekend.com check it out um, Mr. Duval here Sushi Girl is, looks amazing check out the trailer um, it is online and uh, Jimmy yeah, I want to thank Come say hello to us all. Yes, please do. Join uh, the fun. Yeah, join the fun. It's what it's all about, honestly. It's, it's an amazing, you know, that's why I love coming back because uh, it's one of the greatest times I have all year long. Aw. We love having you, man. You're you're great. You're great to be around. You're so much fun, and and it's a great atmosphere at our shows. It really does feel like a big family reunion. And around Saturday night, when you realize, oh God, Sunday's coming up, and it's going to be the last day, the con depression. Yeah, no, kind of get sad. You get all. I get all sad. <laughs> <laughs> well, like reality. Also, no, why we go. drink so heavily. <laughs> that That's one a, reason. Which <laughs> it, it's good. It's good to it's good to medicate. It's like a, I'm, I'm not drinking. I'm medicating. I medicate. <laughs> I medicate oh, and, a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I cut my finger. It's a great disinfectant. It's a, it, it, it's a disinfectant. Jaeger is drink. a great disinfectant. It's great. And, and for, for for coughing too. So if you have a cough, Jaeger. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Nate, um, they, do you want to? Uh, it it tastes like cough syrup. <laughs> <laughs> it, Nate, do you say that because it makes me feel like I'm drinking cough syrup? But it's yummy licorice flavored cough syrup. Um, Nate, do you want to give any details about the next issue when it's going to hit stands and what is on the cover, real quick? Oh my gosh, um, it's at the printer right now. We've out broke our backs to get it to the printer with everything else going on. Um, the cover is our own take on a classic Frank Frazetta painting. Um, the theme is is remakes. I don't want to spoil what's on the cover, but since the issue is about remakes, we thought it would be fun to take a classic magazine cover and remake it. Um, <laughs> it's, it's very pretty. It's, yeah, when when you see it, you'll understand. I don't want to ruin it, but the um, it should it should be in stores um, first week of November, and it should be in subscribers' hands hopefully by Halloween. Ooh, that's a nice treat. Yes, good reason to subscribe. <laughs> Please do. We love we love having subscribers. Just in time for Halloween, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and who wants to miss out on that? It's like the best day of the year. Yeah, exactly. Well, I would like to thank once again my two guests, Nate and uh, Jimmy, and Jimmy and Nate both. I would love to have you guys back to talk. Um, maybe we can talk about the aftermath of Horrorhound Weekend. <laughs> I'd love to anytime. You just let me know, and I'm I'll be right here. Awesome, you need, dude. A, uh, you need to record us Saturday night so you can play it back while we're on the air again. And uh, I deny everything. Hey, you know, yeah. Jess. <laughs> hey, I don't remember that. <laughs> Jess, if you have a laptop, we could do a live remote. You know. 
Oh my God! Not no no <laughs> no oh God! You you it's do like realize Vegas. A, you can't we're, you can't. We're let at a water park. Happens. It will fall in the water at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Something will happen that'll end your radio career really quickly. That's all. That's <laughs> Especially if there's a webcam somewhere. God help us all if there's a webcam. Oh. <laughs> But uh, it, it is a fun time, and you, you, if you are able to go, please do. Um, we put on a great show, and if you miss, if you miss next month, we are doing it again in March. Um, and yeah, so uh, please uh, check out HowerhamWeekend.com uh, to see all about it and get the details. I think we've sold out the hotel though, so you may have to stay down the street. No, um, we, we definitely sold out. The hotel. Yeah, we sold out the hotel already. Um, but uh, once again, thank you, Mr. Duvall, and uh, check you. out Susie. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you, Todd. Thank you. Happy Halloween, everybody. Go out there, get some candy, have some fun, be safe, and we'll see you uh, next time on Fangirl Radio. <laughs> <laughs>